What is up, everybody? I am Austin Martin, your assistant sports director for 90.5 KCSU Fort Collins. September has come and gone, but before we leave September in the dust, myself and my dear friend Caleb Allen, we're going to bring you a recap over what happened in sports this past month. And dude, let's start it off with some football. I feel like we are in a good spot now where it's going to feel good to talk about football, whereas at the beginning of September, maybe not so much, whereas some of the other sports that kind of let us down at the back end. So I think we start off, with, like you said, I think football is a great way to kick this thing off. Absolutely. Yeah. And I have mixed feelings about, I mean, we can get right into the CU-CSU game. Yeah, let's I'm, just skip over the Wazoo one, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. Not fun there. <laughs> no, the Wazoo one, that game was just, it was weird because we just started off so slow. Yeah. And then, I mean, you get a quarterback change and things did look a little differently, although he did throw a pick six. That one did hurt because it was like we were like sort of on the cusp to come back a little bit. You know, oh, you're, you're still trying to. You're not like a CSU fan. You're, <laughs> so hopefully. No, there, there's, there's, no there's, uh, there's just some buzz in the air. Like, there's still a lot of time left. You know, anything could happen. But then, like, definitely having that pick six just did not feel well in that Wazoo game. But the stadium definitely emptied a little bit after that play, uh, to say the least. The good thing about that, I thought, and I know you thought too, a lot of people thought that after that Wazoo game, that CSU took steps back. We talked about that on Ramblers. They were not going to achieve the things that we thought they would achieve this year. And now it's starting to look like Wazoo, who's 13th in the country now, that you just ran into a really good team week one. That was, you added that to your schedule three years ago. So it's like absolutely, okay. and then now you're two and two, and everything feels so hopeful. You're fifth in the Mountain West, and yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot of upside coming out of that. You know, if you look all the way back, you really want to reflect back, reflect back, and think about how bad things were in terms of everyone's thoughts and feelings about CSU football. And I think what falls onto that was it's just the hype surrounding Week One because before a season starts, you're actually legally obligated to believe that your team could run the table, and like you can you can have arguments against it, but like it's okay to believe that because you can hype yourself up and I think that's the reason why that Wazoo game hurt but now looking back at it and one seeing where our team is at that that definitely helps but also seeing where that Wazoo team is at because Cam Ward he's he's in Heisman discussion right now and yeah. I mean it's like well, how, how can we get so upset about that because yeah. it's like that's a great player well, right and there the Pac-12 and the Pac-12 looks like they might be the best conference in football absolutely right I, I think they are I yeah. don't think it's they look like it I think they are in my yeah. opinion I mean SEC is always the argument right and as a Bama fan I've always you know kind of got hate for that I just think they're, I they're top heavy I cannot make an argument for that because top to bottom, this team has what, five or six? I mean, Utah snuck in there and they're in the top 20 now. So, I mean, Pac-12 is loaded and Washington State still kind of waiting for that one big moment to get them over the top and get them to be in the conversations with an Oregon, with a USC, Washington. with a Washington. Yeah, Washington's yeah. crazy right And now. they're going to get the chance this year to do it. I just, I just want to point out something, though. On that list of those Pac-12 teams, I didn't hear you mention one team. Yeah, our week two opponent, uh, CU. I mean, here's the thing, and I said this the other day, I was talking to a buddy. Everyone came into the CU season, and it was just like, we're going to be better, it's going to be take time, we're going to be better, though, it's going to be better than a one-win team, and then they beat TCU, and immediately, you're like, oh, we have two Heisman hopefuls, this is a team that can run the table and go win a national championship, and then you beat Nebraska, who a lot of people thought that CU would win that game either way, and then came the reality check, which was game three for them, game two for us, and CSU went in there and punched them in the mouth, and should have won that game. Yeah, definitely should have. And the main takes that I saw from that game was CSU knew they were the underdog and showed up as an underdog should. It was a David and Goliath 
type moment because really though because of all the hype and I mean CU does have some good players yeah they do and I think I'm talking more of like the mindset because I think it was one of the most physical games that I've ever watched absolutely the the hitting like despite the Blackburn hit whatever Mm -hmm. I'm just talking about the overall game that was some of the hardest hitting football I've ever seen on both sides too because it was one of those things where I think it was like Mike Tyson he said everyone has a plan until they get hit in the mouth right I think I think CU once they did get hit in the mouth their defense they were hitting hard we were hitting hard they're both runs everybody that touched the ball they were trying to finish downhill that that was a incredible performance and that game did not start off great because no I mean Shiloh Sanders he brought one back to the house 80 yards yeah and I literally got hit with a double whopper uh commercial <laughs> it, it was I remember because I saw the big six and then they go to the commercial and it was just I got hit yeah. with two whopper commercials in a row I the yeah the, the, those commercials are annoying yeah the worst timing it's yeah. like, and then you're your sitting there, you're upset that you just gave up not to mention it wasn't just a pick six you had three points on the board you got bailed out by a penalty and then next play it's a pick or two plays later it's a pick six yeah but I love that call oh yeah absolutely. I, th- I a- thought that that call I, I you definitely take the yards uh-huh, especially course, just yeah. as an underdog and it's like you know going into the CU game you have to score touchdowns you're not going to win with 100%. field goals it, but I, I know that's not what you're that's not, yeah, at. Well, no. I'm, I'm more I, just I just like want to bring it up. more yeah no I, yeah. I mean there's no I don't think anyone disagrees with that call but no I, I definitely think that that just made the sting a little bit worse than when you're watching those Whopper <laughs> commercials after the play so especially yeah and especially when when he made that call I, I got pumped up because I was in Boulder I was watching it I was around Boulder fans and I was pumped up I'm like oh here we go we're not backing down right a couple plays later pick six Absolutely Shiloh worse, Sanders too. to the house wearing number 21 just like his pops and I was just, yeah. just like oh no well and you're behind enemy lines so like you're sitting there with a field goal you're clapping right after nice okay we got a 3-0 lead a decent drive stalled out a little bit yeah you got to stop on your first defensive possession 31 and, years old three kids yeah yeah okay. yeah you feel you're feeling really good about yourself and then 20 seconds later a bar full of people are, are, are clapping and now you're you know the clown of the show and it's uh unfortunate so i i feel for you that's yeah. that's what i'm trying to get at here no yeah and it, it was a fun experience being in boulder i don't know it, it was that, that was the first showdown yeah because i mean this is the first one since what 20 20- yeah, 2019. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I started going to school here in 2021, so this okay. was like my first uh, football showdown, and dude, it, it it was so awesome. And I mean, me personally, I I, ne- I didn't have any issues with any Boulder fans, but I mean, I also wasn't <laughs> under the influence of any anything and yeah. screaming out obscenities. I, so, dude, oh, dude, that's a scary place to be yeah. at times. It can be. <laughs> yeah. I used to work down there, so I know exactly no, what it can yeah. be like. But no, in that that game though, I I think that definitely that showed us our potential. It's like, oh, we could play at that level, and that that's kind of the expectation now. Now, but have they met fans, that? They haven't met that yet. In yeah, last two games. I think that's just a partly because of our schedule. That Middle Tennessee game. That that I think that's a a game that we should have definitely won. They definitely are a good program for their sure. level. Yeah, you know. But yeah, I, I would say we haven't gone up to that potential. But it's also okay because it's still early. We can still get up there and we're getting into conference play now which we'll talk on ramblers yeah. but that middle tennessee 
Tennessee game, it was just kind of, it was like waiting for a big moment to happen. And then who else other than Dallin Holker to give us that yeah. spark? Mo Kamara too. Yeah, Mo Kamara had so a I think huge two game. Two touchdowns in 12 seconds or whatever it was. Yeah. Yeah. So our, this team, they're definitely showing flashes of what they can be. I just want to see it put together and then translate into some wins and do some streaks, especially now that we're getting into conference play. Well, and you thought you were going to get that this week. You had your prediction on the football pregame show and you thought it was going to be the game that it's all complete. We're going to have special teams touchdown. You thought all that and rightfully so, right? You were pretty close to the final score. Yeah. I think 14 points off. All yeah. of us were really, relatively Yeah, we were close all pretty close. In terms of the final score, but the way they got to that final score is not at all what we thought it would look like. We thought those first two drives when Torrey Horton goes for 70 and 21 or whatever, uh, that's exactly what we wanted. Yeah. But then the defense is giving up drives, coming up with a good pick in the, in the, in the red zone and stuff. Everything looked fine and then it just didn't and it looked like it got sloppy. Nicolosi fumbled through the, the, the pick, all that, and it just kind of fell apart. And it just, I mean, like I said, the final score was relatively what we thought it would look like. Yeah, exactly. But final scores and box scores don't always tell you the story of the game, and that game was not what anyone believed it was going to be. They got out with a win, which is always great, but you can't do that against Utah State. You can't do that against Boise State. You really cannot do that against a Fresno State or an Air Force. And I think luckily the Rams don't face off against Fresno State this year, if I'm not mistaken, in football, but you do play Air Force, and that's going to be a problem if you come out slow and or you, you, you well, try to play to that level again. Air Force, they, they play very efficiently. Yeah. Like They don't make mistakes. They run the ball a lot. They're a hard team to beat. I, I think at the moment they're undefeated. They're, they're, I mean, they're one of the best teams in the conference, always have been. And yeah, no yeah. Fresno State this year for the Rams, which means they'll play them next year. I guess you get another year to grow and play with those teams who are top 25 teams, by the way. Air Force not in there, but they're 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 pretty darn close. Air Force is, or uh, Fresno State rather, is I think a top 25 team now. I think 23 if I had to guess. And they play Wyoming this first week. Yeah, I, th- I think you nailed the head, the nail on the head um, for that Utah Tech game. Yeah. If you look at the box score... It's like, oh, yeah, they, they beat them they by were supposed to do. 21 points. Yeah, yeah. they should have. But if you were tuning into that game periodically, just checking out college football games throughout the day, I I, I was scrolling through Twitter at, at uh, one of the uh, lightning strike breaks or whatever. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, which that was – that just sucked. So long. Yeah, and people were like, wow, Colorado State, they're they're laughing at us because it, it, it was a close game. It was yeah. like – I think it was like 20 to 21. I, I can't remember exactly. It, it was a close game, mm-hmm. a lot closer than what people expected that late in the into the game we're I mean we're gonna I think fans are gonna have to get used to Nicolosi the growth of him and, and that's gonna come with mistakes and he he did have the one interception was whatever the one interception where he should have thrown it out of bounds the first one or the second the one, second one the second, the second one, one where I mean, the first one was bad too man I mean you can't yeah, make that throw yeah so I, that one I can live with he's yeah a young he's young he's the one where he should have thrown it out of bounds I didn't like that but I was in the red zone too yeah and then the fumble he lost the fumble yeah. that translated to a touchdown and that that one hurt but with Nicolosi also I mean he he torched the field and credit to the receivers because they had a lot of yards after the catch yeah which he's doing his job he's putting the ball in their hands and then they're we got playmakers like that's all you need to do yep. as as a Colorado State quarterback but I think we we saw another level to his game though because he was making plays on his feet he had the bootleg touchdown and then if he didn't see anybody downfield he was looking to scramble and get out of the pocket and uh just get some yards and slide right. which I did like that's something new that we haven't seen from Fowler Nicolosi. Yeah. I feel very confident going into conference play here for the Rams, but I don't feel like they're, I, like I do have some reservations heading into this one to start off the month of October for this team. So it, it'll be interesting, but I feel much better at the end of September than I did at the beginning of September about what this <laughs> season's going to look like and whether or not they're bowl eligible. I mean, 
they got to go four and four in their final eight games here, and they're in a bowl. Yeah, and which that's is really huge. The goal that's the goal this year, and because this was a team that won three games last year, it was a shutout against New Mexico, and then you beat Nevada, and then you beat Hawaii. Like those were your three wins. Like, yeah, those were bottom feeders mm-hmm. in the Mountain West. So let's not sit here and act like we should be. You know, yeah, we have already to be realistic, eligible, right? but also with you know this new men- mentality that uh, Jay Norvell's bringing in, and just all these all these new recruits, all these new players, yeah. all all these seasoned players, these playmakers, you have to be expecting, you know, some sort of progress. I, I think being bowl eligible is that's, I mean, that, that has to be at the top of the list for this team. And I, I definitely think they can do it. I've, I've told my, my buddies, you know, cause I saw the preseason rankings. They were at seven. I was like, dude, the CSU is going to surprise people. Yeah. And I think they have been, I think people are I mean, a little bit surprised. Up. They're yeah. up from seven. So, I mean, they're, yeah, they're, they're exactly moving the needle at least a little bit. So. Yeah. I, I'm confident going into conference play. I'm liking what I'm seeing. And, and it's early in the season. There, There's still things that they have to work on, which is also nice. Because if they're just peaking, it's kind of like, all right, when is this going to stop? Because that, that can happen too. So, yeah, yeah. oh yeah. Tons of other stuff going on though in, uh, in sports here. I guess, uh, what's our next sport here listed? Awesome. We got men's golf. Oh, nice. nice. And Connor Jones. Yeah. We've heard his name before. Yeah. He won the Rams Master Invitational. Yeah. And then the team placed second behind Long Beach State. Yeah. I mean, Long Beach State shot minus 15 in that tournament, and that's a ma- that's a nasty <laughs> score. So the Rams didn't play bad. They played all right. Minus four as a team. Um, That's kind of always been the knock on both teams, and specifically this men's team, because they have guys like Christoph Blyer. Um, Blair, whatever it is, um, totally just butchered that. Connor Jones, when they had Davis Bryant, they had all these guys. You know, Rasmus, I can list the whole roster. They're all really talented and they all have their moments. And, you know, I'll go check the scores or I'll talk to their SID and like, oh, how do we play this week? And, oh, you know, this guy did well. I'm like, what, he did well? Was he part of the team score? No. Well, that's the inconsistencies of this team. You don't know who to put in your team lineup because you take all eight golfers or whatnot to a tournament, but only the, you know, you play five and the four best scores get counted. It's typically how these tournaments go. And you don't know. And it's, can kind of be hard for coaches. Connor Jones has been consistent. He's not starting October off on the same foot, but September was a good month as, you know, he came off the USGA stuff this summer. And to see him win his home tournament, it's always, you know, you're supposed to win your home tournament. But when Long Beach State shoots minus 15, you're you're going to be in trouble. Yeah, you got to just tip your cap at that point. Yeah. Like they, they had their day on the course. And I mean, yeah, like you're saying, minus 15 is ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, my, minus four as for the Rams, it isn't terrible. But I mean, when you got have guys like Connor Jones and then it's like where, where are we getting the other contributions from yeah. to help out this team score mm-hmm. and that that's kind of been the thing for this men's golf team is just you know those inconsistencies as a team heading into these these uh invitationals and everything yeah. so we'll see we'll see where they rank at the end of the year and um i mean they're, they're getting a lot of golf in right now uh they did all right this over the, uh, the beginning of this week here to kick off october for them but yeah i just there's op- there's opportunities for this team to be really good not just in the mountain west conference but to go make some noise and try to rank somewhere nationally with some of their golfers and connor jones kind of leads the way for them yeah absolutely and then we'll just kick it off over to women's golf yeah sofia torres yeah she won the ptarmigan yeah. Classic. Don't conf- get confused with Patarmigan or yeah. Pterodactyl or Pterodactyl. Yeah. It is Tarmigan. Austin does because he's not the smartest, but that's yeah. fine, right? That's all right. But yeah, no, I was out there for both days of that. And it was a blast to watch. And the whole tournament kicks off on, you know, Monday morning and teed off at 9 a.m. And about 11.30 or so, 12 o'clock, you kind of get this buzz at the, the clubhouse. And, oh, there's a record that's, you know, potentially going to be broken here. And it's fancy. I'm not going to try her last name. Um, she's one of the sisters that are here on this woman's ride. 
roster, you you just watch the scores. You're like, oh, I have to run over to hole eight because she might break the single round record. So we like jumped in a golf cart and took off to go try to catch her, break the record. And we just missed her, but the coach was able to get some footage of her and breaking the record. And it's awesome. Um, that's what's cool about these tournaments when you go and go watch them when you can kind of feel the buzz pick up when great things are starting to happen and always kind of fun to be around for that. I think that's what's cool about golf is, I mean, you can say this about any sport, but golf, it just always seems like it could really be anybody's day. Yeah. And you really don't know what you're going to see. You might see just a crazy eagle or whatever, nice, yeah. whatever on a, a birdie on a par five, whatever, or you just might be able to witness somebody break the course record yeah. or something like that. I, I just think that's really fun and it just keeps it, keeps it interesting. Cause it's like, you really don't know what you're going to get when you're at a golf event. Yeah. And I mean, you golf and it's, it is such a, a hard sport. It's impossible. And and then you see, you know, Sofia Torres going out there and then Fancy going out there. It, it is crazy to just see that level of competition and they're they're able to withstand these moments, go out there, perform and perform at a very high level. Not right. just just not just a good level. Like they're they're performing at a high level and it's really just cool to see them, you know, pop off on on any given day. Yeah. It, it, that's a that was that would have been a cool thing to witness. It was awesome and Sophie uh Sophia went on to break the entire 54 hole record for strokes the team i think placed somewhere in the top 10 and maybe even number one i don't remember exactly it's brain is full of sports right now but uh <laughs> then they get the win and it was cool and once again you start getting that buzz oh it looks like she's gonna go win this thing let's go to over let's go to 18 she's gonna finish at 18 let's go check this out and watch this moment happen and one of my favorite broadcasters of all time is john anik and what he always says is his favorite moment and mike breen says the same thing is watching people break through and win their first championship and make those big moments in their careers thrill everyone's like hey Sophia's coming up to 18. She's about to win this thing. Go and watch it. And you sit there and you watch and you see her putt. And all I can think of is what is going through her mind. Because there's no chance that my puny brain, I could get up there to my ball and go, I'm two strokes away now from finishing this thing <laughs> off and winning the entire tournament. And she was ice. She got a birdie on the last hole, I'm pretty sure. And then all of her teammates came over, doused her with water. And it was a lot of fun to watch. And um, her whole family was able to be there. And it's just, I love moments like that. And it's, I feel like golf is one that you can kind of deliver those every time because they only have one home with tournament a year and someone wins a whole tournament every time you play so yeah and, and, and golf would i mean they do the team stuff which is cool but it is an individual sport yep. it like just in sports in general watching a player i mean you got all the pressure I, they they know they're they know what they're at roughly you, yeah you know what i mean yeah roughly they they know going in they know what they got to do to win or they might not know what the record is but they know what their score is and what they yep. need to put out there they're like oh i can really have a nice day here i'm where they finish this off where they want to finish that and stuff yeah. exactly and being able to have that ice in their in their veins that clutch gene i i think that is what's very impressive and then that that feeling builds up and then it just releases you you release once that moment's done and you accomplished it i think that's what is one of the most beautiful things in sports is that moment as soon as you realize oh we just did it yeah you know and, and you see it night like on the golf course you see it after a championship you see it after just a crazy performance you, you see it a lot of times in sports and it is something special yeah it's it's a lot of fun and i was definitely happy to get to witness, witness that for them and unfortunately they won't play at home again for the rest of the year and that's why it's always kind of special to get out to the course yeah exactly all right well we're gonna kick it over 
to some volleyball, yeah. which has just been an absolute roller coaster. It, I think that is oh the best God. way to put it. It's been a roller coaster season so because bad. there's been just an incredible highs for this team, but there's also been some lows and really bad lows, dude. It's, yeah, and it, it it it's been it's it's tough to gauge where this team's at because there's some nights where it's like, dude, this team is capable of doing something special, and then there's also moments where where you're like, wow, that you can't you can't expect to win a lot of games yeah. with performances like that and it makes you worried but it's like but you're just you know about the highs so it's like you don't get too down but it is also frustrating yeah and luckily we don't have to talk about the most frustrating loss i think of this season right now we can save that for the october recap next yeah. month and we'll, we'll save it for ramblers yeah. too because we're, we're, we're going to be talking about that absolutely and i just yeah like you said the highs that kentucky game packed house wide out conditions and then they win in four sets it wasn't five it was four man I and mean, they dominated the whole time number 10 team in the country and then you yeah. finish up September and you get your first sweep, which took, I think, longer than most people would expect or want from a team. But you sweep the team that's the preseason favorite in UNLV and you look really darn good while doing it. But then there's those moments like the Boise State loss where you give up 20 plus nearly 30 kills to Paige Barsh, who's, you know, obviously the number one key when you play that team. You know, that's the number one option. And you just, for whatever reason, just don't have a good enough game plan for her that night. You have a three or four point lead in the fifth set and you blow it and lose it and not score a single point after that, after the timeout was called. I mean, it's the highs and lows, and I've said it. I've, I've gone on these airwaves, and I've said it in every avenue that this is the best team, I think, at times that I've covered at CSU in terms of the volleyball program. But then there's times where I'm like, this is the worst team I've covered. And the frustrating part is it's always someone different that's off that is just kind of kills it for the team. I'm not trying to point fingers, but some nights it's Emery. Emery's passing is not great. Sometimes the hitters can't get going. Sometimes Annie Sullivan is struggling at the, the back line trying to dig, and teams start targeting her like we saw in UNC. I mean, it's just extremely frustrating because if it was just one issue one player and there have been some players that have been the issue in a lot of matches and are not like no longer getting a lot of playing time anymore but if it was just one issue that was you know you could solve that and kind of fix the problems of the team and get back to playing good volleyball then sure let's make that change but you can't make that change because it's not just one thing yeah absolutely and i mean if you're kind of confused on what roller coasters we're talking about i mean they start off the month in arkansas yeah they had the five set lost arkansas which is a match you ex- we're expecting to lose but and exactly. we, we talked about that before the match if they can take this to five and make it competitive that's a that's win it's exactly a moral victory and i know that players and coaches don't think like that but when you look at the grand scheme of things especially where this game is during the season and i mean that's that was an early part of the season. It's your fourth game in a week, too, yeah. so you can't forget that part. Yeah. Yep. And then a five-set win to big, Michigan. Big. Yeah, that big. was big. And then this one was, I mean, you definitely feel like they should have swept or one in four against Central Arkansas. I don't want to, you know, just diminish Central Arkansas. They made a, a five-set win. But you can five because it's a team that pushed it to five sets with Arkansas, but also pushed it to five sets or four sets and beat Kentucky. Exactly. And, you know, they won a set against Sanford. So this is a team that shows I can play with the big dogs, mm-hmm. right? And then you play down to a level of a Central Arkansas who plays in a high school gym. Say what you want. If people want to come at me for that, it's the truth. Their gym is tiny. They're a small program. And if CSU, who went to, what, 26 straight NCAA tournaments, if they want to have that prestige still, you, you can't go to five sets and ugly matches like they did against Central Arkansas. But they get the win, and you 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 know you move on, and you, you turn your attention to the next one. Yeah, and then speaking of the next one, Rams Classic, which I thought I thought like that was probably our most consistent volleyball over a three-game stretch this season. Probably. I don't know. We'd have well, to like get into well, the nitty-gritty. Yeah, you're playing Baylor, so it's like, what do you really expect in that second 
exactly. matchup. But yeah, you got you got what you had to get done after playing they, twenty sets in yeah. a week. And or they, they play they four setter against Bowling Green, and then we got swept by Baylor. But they they played great yeah. and they they played to their level. And we didn't play them terribly. It wasn't no. like it was an absolute dominating performance by Baylor. But you just could tell you were outgunned. Exactly. Yeah. And then they won a game that they should have four setter against Pacific. Mm-hmm. And then we get into some roller coaster stuff. So we go to Boulder. Which it was a five set win, a reverse sweep, but those first two sets we look like the better team. Yeah, we, we the CSU Rams volleyball team should have been up two zero, and they were down two zero. Yep, and that broadcast was just scary. It was it was ridiculous because yep. we were calling it and we we're just like, dude, we why are we've they been, losing? Like if you if you took out the scoreboard and just went to that game, you would you would have guessed that CSU was up two zero. Yeah, and dominating and dominating exactly. And then you look at the scoreboard and you lost a set by two or three points. And you're like, where did those points come from and then you look at the score sheet and it's oh look at all these service aces or service errors and look at all these hitting errors and blocking it like and you go oh it didn't come through though when you're watching the game play by play it comes through on the stat sheet um but when you're sitting there watching the live bullets it doesn't it doesn't happen like that yeah and by the way what an atmosphere in boulder because i was leading up to the rocky mountain showdown in in boulder for football yeah and it was just cool being in boulder that thursday night a couple of games before that day and i thought it was awesome we got to see shador Sanders in the building. Right he walked us. right behind crazy. us. Yeah, uh, Desmond Howard, former Heisman Super Bowl uh, winner, Super Bowl champ, yeah. college game day. Ho- one of the analysts on those on that show. He was in the building. Was right in front of him, and that that was just awesome too. Just being in Boulder and like you can feel it wasn't a packed house, but like you can just feel there's a different that, energy there. there. Yeah, exactly. There's a different energy when we were driving in. There's yep. a different energy just being in that building. Yep. But it, it was awesome. And then here's the the roller coaster. We we come to Fort Collins and we're up 2-0 playing great against this Boulder team. Well, that's after reverse sweep. We didn't finish that off. We stopped at the 0-2. Oh, yeah. The Rams go on to beat Exa- Boulder yeah. Yeah. in five sets and dominate the rest of the way and then, yeah, they head back home to Fort Collins and and then, yeah, they go up 2-0 and everything's looking good and then this Rams team just loses their mojo and then we get reverse swept and that that's kind of, and it wasn't like we played a different team and Boulder, they didn't really play well. No. Uh, I forget her name, number 31 for Boulder. Maya Tabron? She she didn't she had her worst game was in Fort Collins too. Yeah, she she made some plays in that fifth set, but besides that, she didn't have a good game no. by any means, especially up to her standards because she's a great player for that for that Buffs well, team. Well, she's never really played CSU well. Like I've always yeah. I've scouted her so many times over the four years I've covered this team, and I'm always like, oh, this is a she's always part of the pregame show. This is a key player. You got to watch out for number 31, Maya Tabrone. And then you get to the game, and she always hits poorly because you know some of that's partially CSU, and some of it might be you know she just struggles against the Rams, maybe a stigma, some sort of you know yip type thing but yeah i mean she wasn't a big impact on that game you know yeah. but, but then you still drop it in five sets because you just I mean, lose your mojo and anytime anytime you go up 2-0 against the team if, if you get reverse swept that stings because you're up 2-0 you're that close right to winning there. you literally just need one set you lose three sets in a row those always they, they sting yeah and we talked about it after i might have been after the boulder when they won in boulder a sweep not as bad as a reverse sweep because like you said you're so close you just need to find 25 more points and once you do that you get to go home and if, you know if you lose a set oh well right you will obviously want a sweep but yeah so if you if you win you you're done all you have to do is find one more set but then you you, you, you drop three in a row and i I hate when you lose that fourth set nothing scares me more than when you're the team that should have won in set four and that's how CSU was at home against CU so yeah and then I mean we talked about it on the broadcast those those set fives it's it's a game seven because literally 
anything can happen. Yeah. And they're they're scary because you you just all all you need to do to win that fifth set is just go on a run. It three doesn't matter. Three points is big. Three yeah, points because exactly. Three points in a normal set's like 10%, a little more than 10% of the points. In the fifth set, that's like what? 25, 30, or what is it? I mean, Some, it's three I, it's, yeah, it's like it's 20%. It's like double it's like double the amount and it's just yeah, sorry, I'm trying to get too crazy with the math, but like <laughs> no, it's just it's scary. You can't let runs happen in set 5. No. And that's the first part of the roller coaster that we've yeah. had this season. And then heading into the next roller coaster, we kind of stay low on the on this part. Uh, Mountain West Conference play in Boise, losing a five-setter. We were talking about the runs that Boise went on. Yeah. Just, I, I'm pretty sure there was a 7-1 run in like the second or third set that yeah. Boise State went on, whatever set they won. And then that fifth set, the Rams were up. 11-8 like to eight or 11, something. 11-8 to to something. I want to say 12-8 or 13-9 or something. I think it was 13-9 or something. Yeah. And you lose with 13 points. They called a timeout, and, they, and then Boise scored six straight. Exactly. Yep. To Killed win me. the match, and, Killed me. and that, that's what we're talking about. Just there's games that the Rams are in this volleyball team, and then just out of nowhere, these runs just happen. They take their foot off the gas pedal a little bit. They get a lead, and then these teams come back, and then they win, and it, it hurts. Yeah. Bad. It's unfortunate. And then the next game. Was your competition? You, then you lose a Utah State uh, four setter in in Logan. In and Logan, that is Utah. the reigning champions. They won the tournament last year. I yeah. thought on day one when I saw them in the Mountain West tournament last year in Fort Collins, I was like, "This is the team to win." And I got the same feeling about Boise two years ago. And there's video evidence of that on our YouTube page. If you don't believe me, like <laughs> there's a thing when you get to the tournaments. I don't know why. I think that buy is kind of a curse. To be entirely honest, if you're one of those top two seeds, but then you see like the bottom seeds and they play really well. And, yeah, they get momentum. And, and you're then like, they, this is scary. Yeah, no, exactly. And that's what Utah State was last year so i know this is a good team i've seen it you know right in front of my own eyes and but to not put up much of a fight in that one after what happened to you you're so deflated by boise i don't know it sucks and you really hope that the rams can get those two back when the when those two teams come to town later in the season yeah and and we're not we're not saying that they should have gone in there and blown them out either right but it's just it's the way that we're losing yep. is what is is hard to grasp an understanding of yep. but yeah they lost that in utah and then come back to fort collins for a couple of games they had san diego state again a team that they should beat. Yeah. San Diego State, they don't look terrible, but it's definitely they're they're kind of more the bottom level of these Mountain West teams. Right. They beat them in four and then this roller coaster we're talking about. So they get a dub, Ag Day, UNLV's in town, preseason number one and they they didn't give a reason for anybody else to believe that they aren't the number one team in the conference. Right. Because going into that, I think what, they're on like a seven or eight game win seven streak. straight, yeah. Yeah. So I mean, they're playing great and they have one of the best players in the conference on that UNLV. I I tell you LV what, team. a lot of people say that, and Coach Emily Cohen said that um, they believe that Isabel she was, Martin. Yeah, Isabel Martin was the best player. I think Paige Bart, 20 to 30 kills a game. That's a Boise State yeah, I, yeah, hitter. I, yeah. I, I've watched her since she was a freshman. She was the one that stood out to me when I went to the Vegas tournament a couple years ago, and Boise won that year, and I was like, this girl's going to be a problem. And here we are two years later. She's had a couple more years to develop. I think she might be, and if it, if she's not number one, then, I mean, Isabel Martin is that. Yeah, and, and she had a pretty – she started off a little slow, but she did show us why she's one of the best players in the conference. Yep, absolutely. Um, and so we're talking about this roller coaster. Now we're going on the uptrend. We sweep UNLV. 
Yep. Which, I mean, it was a, they were all competitive sets. It wasn't like it was just a dominating, because sometimes you think of a sweep and it was like, oh, they just dominated them. Yeah. Rams played great. UNLV, they did play some good volleyball too, but we ended up sweeping them. One of the best teams in the conference. Yep. So th- that's that's what we're talking about with this this volleyball club. The best way to describe it, it's been a roller coaster and you season. Don't, you don't know what you're going to get, which is what's so scary. And I think that's why maybe you and I, when we're broadcasting these games, don't feel so confident when we get to that set five, because it's like, are we going to get the team that can put this team away really easily, or are we going to get the team that's going to make mistakes at crucial points in the matchup? So they finished off September with a great win. Hopefully October, you know, it's off to a rough start, but hopefully they can turn things around and uh, get back in the conversation of Mountain West play come uh, November. Yeah, and we're going to kick it over to uh, <laughs> some soccer, women's yeah. soccer, yeah. which honestly, it's probably been one of the most, it's been a pretty fun season for this soccer team, yeah. honestly. Yeah. They, they've had some some good points. I, I would say definitely a lot more high points than low points, but uh, but the low points are really have been really rough for them. For they sure. have, yeah. and some and some of those we'll get into the one of the I think one of the low points here is that last game in September. But they they started off against you know my home state team, mm-hmm. the Montana Grizzlies yep. in Missoula. They got a W. Had to check your colors that day, by the way. You were, to, yeah. you were kind of you were leaning the torn. wrong way. I feel like I was torn, man. Mm-hmm. I, I, lo- I love. I wouldn't I love say you were torn, Missoula. man. I, I felt you were all in on the Grizzlies, and it felt <laughs> good to watch that thing go one zero final and start the the month off with a win. The, the Rams have struggled with the Grizz too. Too, we're which not is, talking about that. We're talking about this win right here. <laughs> I know, on yeah. the soccer Exactly. And then they, I, you can fact check me on this, but I know that Idaho State, it's in Moscow, Idaho. Mm-mm. Pocatello. Are you sure? Pocatello. I have it right here in front I thought of it was Moscow. Nope. Pocatello. Are you sure? Moscow's in Oh, that's uh, Idaho. That's Idaho. Yeah, that's yeah. Idaho Vandals. That's yeah. Moscow. Idaho State's Pocatello, Idaho. 2 yeah, 1 win, right. man. All right. Well, thank you for fact, fact checking. Yeah, anytime. All yeah. the time. They're Great the Bengals, time. right? They had a little losing streak, lost to Utah Tech, yeah. and then followed that with a loss to Utah. Mm-hmm. Just Utah has just not been a great state for us to play no. this season. No, and then I, I showed up for this game at home against Nevada. That was a fun game. Yeah, two one. I, I I think that was one of the craziest goals that I've seen in a while. Absolutely. From Absolutely. Uh, it was me and Massey. Yeah, yeah. the mid- midfielder. Some, dude, their, something their like positions, that. Dude, yeah, they change around a lot. I literally operate on that roster, and we have to change their positions constantly <laughs> because you know Hale Otto used to be a four, but Keeps now she's busy. a defender, and or vice versa. And yeah, it changes every week. Yeah, she. Had that rede- redirect game-winning header, winning header. Yeah. nasty dude. Like it, it was pretty header, deep man. too. Yeah, oh, yeah. She, yeah, she's she outside was, the box. She was facing her own goaltender yep. outside of the box. That was that was a deep header, and it, it was nasty, dude. Was sweet, Shout man. out to Mia. It was awesome. That, that was that was clean. And then followed that with a tie against UNLV. Which, if you're looking at it at a conference standpoint, you still get a point, which yep. can that can be huge down the road if you get start getting close to some of these teams. Absolutely. So uh, that's not that's not a, a terrible thing, but it's just always. I mean, you get one point, but you could have had three. Well, this, or, or is it two? It's, two or, it's three to one. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so you could have had three, which could make a difference, but also still getting one point, that's still something that you should be well, happy you, about. You also could have had zero in this one because exactly. you gave up four, I believe it was the second game in three tries. You gave up a penalty kick, and Shayna Ross saved the day um, and saved a point for the Rams. And as you mentioned, those points can be huge coming down the stretch, and especially where CSU is kind of sitting right now with uh, the way their last week had a big loss of another point. Point in the final one with Utah State. Yeah, and that that one that one hurts because I mean it was tied up. You let up a goal in the twenty in the last twenty nine seconds with only ten players on the field yep. because uh, 
number four. Liv Stutzman. Yeah, she had a red card. Yeah. And, I mean, that that's her play style. She got a red card for playing a little too physical out there. And I think something and, was going on between the two of the girls, the one that she kept fouling because the other girl kept coming back at her. And the other girl got warnings too, but Liv just took it too far twice, got two cards, and then, yeah, you played with 10 players for the rest of the, the 46 minutes. Yeah, and if they were would have snuck out of that with a tie, that would have been huge. huge because, I mean, getting one point with only having 10 players out there, yeah. that's crazy. I think this the CSU soccer team, I, I expect some good things out of them this season. I, I think they've been playing pretty solid, probably the most consistent out of most of our teams. Mm, you, you don't think so? There's just no consistency up here right now yeah. at all. At all. So, yeah, I mean, if you're if you're going to try to go for who's best at being consistent, yeah, probably soccer. Yeah. Uh, and they went on four games in a row. They didn't allow a goal. Things are getting kind of sloppy in that department now. But I th- you didn't have Liv Stutzman on in, in the next one, too, after that. After you get ejected, you miss one more. So you've also been without one of your better defenders for pretty much a game and a half now. So um, you don't want to weigh too much on those two games. You get a you know, refresh. You get a restart here. They play Northern California the first week here in October. So, yeah, I'm, uh, sure. If you want to say most consistent, sure. Yeah, and I think I think the good thing with this team, I mean, Shana Rowe, having that anchor in the net, I think is huge. Yep. And, and you know, it can help you win some games, especially when you have a striker like uh I was a, say. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Olivia, Olivia Fout. Yeah. yeah, Olivia Fout, the transfer from Auburn. Dude, I mean, at the beginning of the season, she was like on a goal streak. Just She just scored, scored eight already in, yeah. s- in seven different games, eight goals. Yeah, and that's what she did have. Did she have a red card? In one yep. of, yeah, she, she, she yeah. missed the game and got thrown. I mean, the, the red card came after regulation, so mm-hmm. she was just she missed the next 90 minutes. But yeah. she's three goals away from tying the record that was set in 2019, and we're two weeks into conference. Exactly. Play, so yeah, that's she's, <laughs> she's trending the right way, and yeah. maybe she can get a few more this week, which would be awesome. Yeah. She she's fun to watch, dude. Awesome. Yeah. And she, very aggressive play style, which we both are very much into aggressive play style, like we are with Liv Stutzman. Yeah. So you gotta find a line. Exactly. Yeah. So I, I I think this soccer team is very fun to watch. And that is gonna wrap it up yeah. for the September recap. Busy month. It's been a busy month. And I mean, moving forward, if you wanna hear more from me and Caleb, tune in to 90.5 KCSU Fort Collins. We usually have a Rambler show every Thursday, or you can head to our website, check out the rebrand broadcast and we got some volleyball coming up so and some football yeah let's go i'm so excited oh, yeah. october's gonna be a carbon copy we have all the same sports going on and then here comes november and basketball's going and sports are rocking up here in fort collins i mean oh i guess it's in october yeah. but we didn't recap you know the sixers out here but we'll talk about that in yeah the next we'll, one. yeah we'll talk about that on ramblers yeah, yeah. all right man Sweet. Deuces.